This episode of Champ of the Tramp is brought to you by none other than Corona Seltzer. Take a good look at that. That is the Blackberry Lime. There is no better beverage than that. It's fully endorsed by the Champ and the Tramp down here in the podcast room, and we sip on nothing but, and we really do truly enjoy it. Yeah, I, I really do like this Corona Seltzer. Uh, hits a spot every time. Perfect for champions and trampians. Bring in the new year of Corona Seltzer. You know we're going to. And it's it, it's light. You can drink it even on your diet, pal. Yeah, I can. I mean, you know, I'm trying to keep it cool, but we'll have a little sip. <laughs> Bring in the new year, guys. Corona Seltzer. Find it at your liquor stores today. There's a thing in your brain called your RAS, your reticular activating system. And what that means is, like, for example, you like cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like cars, too. Oh, yeah. So say we want a specific car. Say it's like the new Corvette, the newest Corvette. Like, anytime you're driving, you'll notice that new Corvette. Yeah. yeah. Out of any other car. Like, you'll just be like, and you'll see the Corvette. And, right. Or, or like, for women. Like, if you wanted a specific, I don't wear dresses. So if you, if you wanted a specific dress and you finally got that dress, you'll notice a bunch of other women with the same dress. The reason being is because what you focus on, you'll get more of. Real show. Here we go. Real show. Here we go. You know that it's got to be that time. So this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance. You and I rocking out with Iron Man F.E. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever tapping out, we're putting the most minutes in. You already know what that's about. You know that winners win. Crush whatever's on task. Check the podcast. It's the champ and the tramp. Let the bomb blast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Champ and the Tramp. I'm sitting here with my man, Frankie Edgar, as always. And we have Nick Santo, De- Santo Nastasso. Yeah, Did I get it right? I got Nostasso. it right. Come on. <laughs> and, and his girlfriend, Kimmy in. Uh, they're, they're Kimmy, only Kimmy, Kimmy. Kimmy. I'm sorry, I said Kimmy. Um, they're only in town for uh, a few days. They flew in from Vegas, so we were delighted to have them on. We don't normally record on a Sunday, but we were in here because we're not going to let this guy get out of Tom's River without coming to see us. He is a Bayville, New Jersey native, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Went to Central. Um, Nick does a little bit of everything. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or social media or TikTok, but the guy does a little bit of everything. I would say most people probably know you for motivational speaking. Yeah. Uh, he was a wrestler. Pranking. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> He's, this guy's trained with a rock before. So we're super excited to have him in today, and thank you so much, brother, for coming in, sitting on the couch with us. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you go back for you know quite a few years now. Uh, yeah. You know, he used to come to the club, elite wrestling in Tom's River, and work out with the kids and and talk to the kids, and uh, and obviously you you've wrestled for Steve for a long time, so always part of that elite bloodline. Yeah, yeah, elite family. I, I was telling Roger, I said I probably wrestled Frankie's kids more than yeah, I wrestled yeah, Frankie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, they were super <laughs> super pumped uh, when you got here. They're all uh, by yeah, the window uh, yeah. lined up. Yeah, Renee's yelling at him like, "You guys look creepy. Get away from the window." But yeah. <laughs> This guy's like a superstar. Nice, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. 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 you work with Tony Robbins before, right? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had a lot of identities, I'd yeah. say, um, as we all do. Um, so when I was in, when I was living in Bayville and I was in high school, they know me as the zombie prank guy. Yes, so I forgot I about used that. To, yeah. the uh, Walking, walking Dead. dead. Yes, yeah, right, you yeah. prank those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so my first, my first little spot on the map, I I went to the Lacey Walmart in Jersey and I scared someone as a zombie. <laughs> And got kicked out of the store and posted it and went viral. And that was my start to, to fame or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so <laughs> shifted some identities, a prankster, a bodybuilder. And now I'm more of a, a peak performance expert or a business consultant. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So that original skit that you pulled to dress up like a zombie and, you know, scare somebody or whatever, that sparked somebody's interest to come and get you and prank the Walking Dead cast? 
Yeah. Because that's, so, that's where I sort of had my first intro to you. Yeah, so basically my... There's a method behind my madness. I just didn't want to scare people. Right, I, right. I wanted to... And this is all on YouTube, right? You can, yeah. People can look this up right yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So type in uh, zombie prank. You'll see your, see your boy. And um, so I knew what it felt like to be insecure, suicidal, depressed, all unconfident, all the things that all kids feel and adults as well. And so I wanted to create a way where I can make people laugh and inspire them at the same time. But also I wanted to do something that has never been done before yeah. and no one can replicate. Yeah. And so I dress up as a zombie because not many legless guys are crawling around as a zombie. And I, I scared um, the person in Walmart and it went viral. And that was my start. And then, yeah, so um, The Walking Dead saw me and said, hey, would you prank Norman Reedus in Japan? You're the guy. And I'm like, I'm the guy. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so that was like my first big gig as a senior, which was pretty cool. But it was the, I couldn't tell anyone. Like, I couldn't tell anyone until the video was released, right, so I had to, like, uh, not tell anyone. hold on to that. And actually, shout out, my 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 math teacher failed me my midterm. So, like, I was in Japan during midterms, and she was the only teacher that didn't let me make up the midterm and failed oh, me wow. for the year. Oh, shout idiot. out. Shout out to you. <laughs> you want, you want, <laughs> you, you you know what I'm calling? No, no, no. Look, look, look at him. hate mail or You know who you are. Look at him now, though. We did it. So they flew you to Japan for like what a ten minute prank? I mean, I'm sure makeup yeah. and everything. That's amazing, bro. Yeah, they they flew me to Japan. Me and my me and my parents, um, first class. I think that was my parents' like first first class experience. Oh, so that wow. was like fulfilling that's for normal. me. That's yeah. And then um, they yeah we stayed in the Ritz and I did, yeah like I said ten minute prank. Well, actually, I sat in makeup for like three hours. It was like legit makeup. That's awesome. And man. then I did the prank and I was 18 and they paid me 10 grand. It was my dude. Prank. Yeah. Damn. And I remember amazing. I came back Sick. another real quick and I came back to school and my um I can't even say that because everybody know who yeah. he is. Yeah. But he's like. What'd you miss school for? Like a couple hundred bucks? I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Yeah. What that is, man. I'm 18. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so shout out to you guys. Was that <laughs> where, I mean, is that where kind of some of the inspiration, the motivation came from? You're like, look, I could do something with this. I, I, yeah. I'm given a voice here and I want to use it to the best of my abilities because you certainly have. Yeah, I think I struggled with, we all have beliefs, like bullshit beliefs um, that hold us back, whether you know it or not. And most of them are subconscious. And for me, being born with no legs, one arm, I had a massive belief of like, oh, I can't be financially independent. I can't work a regular job. I see other people working jobs. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to find a strategic way to be independent, you know, mm -hmm. like and my parents played a big role because my mom was like and, and we could all agree. Like my mom was like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And my dad's like, you got to make money. You got to feed yourself. Yeah. And I'm glad that my dad was like, yo, you need to be independent. You need to do that because that was my motivation. And so. I didn't expect the pranking to take off the way it did, um, but it gave me it gave me a foundation. And that's yeah. what I always tell people. It's like, you know, even for you, it's like you fought and you're a legend. Right. And then you're going to go on and do other things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so like what we're doing right now, you may not be doing five years from now. And right. like I, I'm not pranking anyone yet or, <laughs> or now. Um, but yeah, so it was a massive, massive stepping stone for me. And I think. It, it gave me a bunch of armor in the sense of like the internet's a very shitty place most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm 18 and I get all the hate comments in the world. And so I have extremely thick skin and yep. that helps me in life. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can you, I, I know your story about like the wrestling story, uh, you know, how, how you, what you had to do in order to wrestle. Yeah. Just, can you share that with, uh, with, yeah. with, with the audience? Cause that's, uh, I mean, that's courageous as it gets. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I was, well, basically growing up, in Jersey, wrestling's always a big deal. Oh, yeah. um, you know, my brother was a wrestler. Um, all my best friends are wrestlers, and I wanted to be a wrestler. And so I was looking – by the time I got into middle school and high school, I was – like I said, I was unconfident, self-conscious. I hated my body, thought it was the most disgusting thing. And so I wanted to find something to fall in love with 
and then also find a way to fall in love with myself a little bit more. And so, you know, by the time I get into high school, years go by of coaches like, Nikki, when are you going to wrestle? Nick, and they call me Nikki, right? So, Nikki, when are you going to wrestle? When are you going to get on the mat? And uh, my, oh, my excuse always was my arm. And um, my arm was five inches longer than it is now. And my bone was growing faster than my skin. So it was super sensitive. And the bottom line is if I would have hit my arm hard enough, my bone would have came through my skin. And so, um, you know, I always preach to be solution oriented. You know, the majority of humans were always focused on the problem rather than the solution. If we could just teach people to focus on the solution to be a better place. Absolutely. And wouldn't you agree as like a parent, wouldn't you rather your kids bringing you forth solutions rather than all the problems? Yeah, sure. absolutely, <laughs> of course. Right? Yeah. And so being solution oriented, I came home and I sat my parents down. I said, Mom and Dad, you know, I want to become a wrestler. And my mom's like, oh, hell no. You know, wrestling's the most physical mm -hmm. sport. Um, what are you going to do about your arm? And I was like, can we cut it off? Can we do something about it? And they said, Is it, do you really want to cut it off? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so my parents, um, being the parents they are, they accepted my solution to amputate my arm. And so my sophomore year of high school, I got five inches of my arm lasered off. And they did a skin graft where they pull extra skin from up on my shoulder and pull it over my bone so I could beat people up. Uh -huh. I remember telling the doc, I'm like, I need to beat people up with this. Like, <laughs> make it good. We only get one shot. Um, and so I came out of the surgery. And then my junior year, I tried out for the wrestling team. And um, wrestling saved my life. You know, awesome. wrestling saved my life um, because, one, I was a part of a team, you know, and, and that was the one thing. It's like when winter comes, if you weren't a wrestler, like all your – you don't see your wrestler friends if you're not a wrestler, <laughs> you know, like they're always training or doing something. And so I was with my friends more. I was with my team. And then it was a testament to how far I could push myself physically and mentally, which I think we can all agree, like yeah. wrestling's like – it's bad to the bone, you know, Absolutely. like the, the, the worst cardio or the best cardio. And my junior year, I was JV. And I think I got I think I got one win and I, I pinned a kid in a cradle and I thought he gave it to me and I was pissed and I never accepted that win. And so <laughs> my senior year, which um, the the 106, I think our varsity 106 like failed off. And guess who was there waiting for the spot? <laughs> I wasn't the best, but I was there. That's and right. so I took the 106 spot. And then my senior year, I was two and 17. And that was two real wins. And that that's was two awesome, more man. wins I got the previous year. And I was just pumped up that I got yeah, two that's wins. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so instilled a lot of confidence in me. My my job on the team was not to get pinned, so my neck bridge was very good. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew how many lights were on Central's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said. How many lights are on the, the ceiling? Nick always knows because I was on my back a lot. But, yeah, yeah so but wrestling just uh, it, it, it saved my life, and it gave me it gave me another family, that's which, amazing. right, that's how we met. Yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Well, but you saw your your brothers wrestled and your friends wrestled. That's kind of what attracted you to wrestling as, as opposed to any other sport? Yeah, yeah. Um, my my brother wrestled his whole entire life, so always practicing moves on me. My yeah. sister was a gymnast, so she taught me how to handstand on like oh, chairs yeah, and yeah. stuff. Um, but I think I picked wrestling over being a gymnast. <laughs> so yeah, there's That's um, <laughs> you, maybe you're familiar, Nick. There's a wrestler, uh, Zion Clark, I believe yep. is the name. Yeah, Pretty inspirational yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, so I watched the documentary about him, and it was really amazing. Your your story is better. I feel like you have you know some more limitations than he has, and. Your story is. Zion, yeah, if I think, you're seeing us, you're think, great too, brother. I think I think they need to make a documentary about you. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's interesting? So Zion, he has he has no legs, mm -hmm. and he has both his hands, and mm -hmm. he can grip. And I think we can agree in wrestling. Like, if you have a good grip, like yeah, Anthony Robles, yeah. right? Yeah, like dude, one yeah. leg, but mm -hmm. he walks around on crutches, and his tilt game is just disgusting yeah. because mm -hmm. his grip strength. Um, and so the thing about Zion as well, I think Zion wrestled 106 because just how light we are without right. legs, which right. is an advantage. Um, well, I mean, let's not call it an advantage. You know? I think. You think? 
If I mean, my upper body is stronger, well, you're than you're a, like a 150 pound. The rest of them exactly. I get you. Yeah. I get so you. like in certain of certain. But hey, you get on the scale. You get on the yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, for example, like when I wrestled, they'd always have to run a one on two on my arm because my arm was too strong for a one hundred six pounder. Right, right, right. Yeah, so there yeah. was some, it's not all advantages, but right. some yeah, advantages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, but I think Zion would kick my ass because he's got two arms and he can grip. So Zion, I'm not trying to. That call guy you is out. a brick shit ass. But if you want to do some like pay per view stuff like the rest of the world is doing, <laughs> yeah, we can do yeah, some yeah. big oh, fights. Always a businessman first. Always a businessman first. Jump on that Jake Paul on the court. Whatever it takes, right? And then now, now you went from pranking the, the zombies and everything. Then you got into the fitness industry. I seen you were bodybuilding for a while. Uh, what, what drove you to that? I mean, you just wanted to keep. You seem like you're the guy that wants to keep pushing the envelope for yourself. Yeah, um, I fell in love with the mental benefits of wrestling, as in like working out. Getting those endorphins released, doing something physical. I just felt suffering, really, right? Let's be what? Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to suffer a little bit. You like to suffer a little bit. That's that's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, and it, and like I like I said, my missing piece was confidence, and so I think we can all agree, like any person who doesn't have confidence and they become a wrestler, like just because you're a wrestler, you think you're badass. So yeah, that was my yeah. thought process. I was like, I'm gonna become a wrestler. Girls yeah. will like me. I'm gonna be dope. This is gonna be amazing. And then um, I fell in love with the physical aspect. And I started, well, actually, so how I jumped into bodybuilding was I moved to L.A. to become a professional prankster. I was supposed to be on like an Impractical Joker show. I love and that so, show, by the way. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was supposed to be on a show like that where the whole cast is disabled so you can pull pretty messed up pranks. Oh, right. wow. And I, that was my decision. I got accepted to my only college that I wanted to go to, and I dropped out of college to move to L.A. to become a prankster. And so I signed my lease. Um, it was like a six-month lease in L.A. And it's super, you know, oh, L.A. is yeah, super expensive. Sure. Um, and two weeks after I signed my lease, they called me and said the show never got picked up. And I didn't know I didn't know anything about shows, TV yeah, pilots, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. I'm 18 years old. And so I had no job. And I went I went broke. I had 10 grand in my name from, yeah. from Zombie <laughs> Franken. And uh, I went broke. I was sleeping on my laundry. I didn't have a bed. I had a roommate that never paid rent. Um, and I refused to tell my parents I was broke because I could always hear my dad like, I told you so, you should have went to college, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I moved back home, and that's when I reevaluated, and I was like, what's next? And I, I analyzed the fitness industry, and I said, one, there, I never seen a guy with no legs when I'm bodybuild. Mm -hmm. So if I do it, people will catch on. And second, you can't buy a fit body. So no one could take that away from me. Mm, so like right. my whole life I've heard, well, of course you could do, of course they put you on that stage. You have no legs, one arm, or mm -hmm. of course, they like, always try to underplay me. And so if I'm shredded, you can't underplay me right. because we had to work for that. You earned it. Yeah. And then third, I knew that I could monetize it because I'd be a walking, hopping billboard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I could be independent, make some money on my own. And so um, I moved back to Jersey into my parents' basement, which every kid wants to do. And I recalibrated right found a different plan got clear on what i wanted and i started bodybuilding but was what was tough was i was pitching my parents on this bodybuilding fitness industry but i can't transform my body overnight you know yeah. and so they don't they, it takes time yeah, it takes yeah. time well, i wasn't a bodybuilder to go to uh, a i saw the yeah, pictures right. you posted as a youth and you yeah. were a little little chubby oh, little i love it. i'm italian yeah. bro we love, we love food. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was yeah. a chunky kid and so um, I was just I was just going to the gym every day, every day, finding knowledge, um, figuring out ways that I can move my body and, and contract the mm -hmm. muscles. Mm -hmm. And then I got connected with a mentor in Tampa and he was like, hey, you want to come visit my facility in Tampa um, for a couple of days? And I, and I flew to Tampa. I'm like, oh, my God, this weather is amazing. I don't have to like wear a shirt ever like the, the weather is great. And people are more inclined to be in shape. I feel like if mm -hmm. it's in a 
nicer environment. That's, I don't know. And so I moved to Tampa, and that was absolutely sur- you got your clothes off more. You know yeah, 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 you're, you're forced. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. forced to like be in shape. And so I moved to Tampa, and that's when I when I moved to Tampa, I did something extreme, which was commit to a bodybuilding show. Yeah. Right. So I'm always trying to, like you said, push the envelope, yeah, but like, commit. I followed your journey. Yeah. Man. It yeah. Was and, and I put it out on social media because it was another yeah. form of accountability. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, a lot of you follow me for pranks, but I'm going to bodybuild and I know it doesn't make sense to you, but it will make sense in a right. couple of years. And I'm going to compete before 2017 was over. And I also knew that if I did a prep, people would follow it right such as yourself right. um and so i i found my buddy who's my best friend now cody and i said will you teach me or train me for 12 weeks for this bodybuilding show and he said absolutely i did 12 weeks of training that's where i met the rock um 10 weeks into my prep i met the rock in vegas yeah. we can go we can go into that story as well and then i competed in my show in tampa and i took third against able-bodied guys um because i came out shredded i was like five to six oh, yeah. percent body fat amazing, and uh the show got rescheduled like twice because of a hurricane so a lot of competitors like shit out on their diet or uh, fell yeah, off so i had a little yeah. bit of an advantage it, hey. i i i, I kept going key. <laughs> yeah and so i came out and i i competed and that got a lot of attention and then i was like okay i remember you you tagged your location there when you were in tampa and i like i was like i'm so intrigued by the way this guy's working out i like zoomed in on it and then i googled it and i was <laughs> i was yeah i was that into your journey man nice. so it was thanks what cool, well, works yep. proof of concept yeah. <laughs> you, um, yeah, right. talk about the rock man everybody wants to know how you met the rock yeah so mr olympia um, Mr. Olympia is like the biggest bodybuilding expo and they do it in Vegas. He hosted that, correct? No. What, nah. However, they framed it, yeah, yeah. Or, but he showed up. He was there. Uh, yeah, he yeah. showed up. Yeah. yeah. And so I would, I did a 12 week prep and I was 10 weeks into my prep and I flew out to Vegas for Mr. Olympia. And because I had built a following in bodybuilding and I wanted to see the supporters and I'm a big believer in moments of being guided and also there's a thing in your brain called your RAS, your reticular activating system. And what that means is like, for example, you like cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like cars too. Oh, yeah. So say we want a specific car. Say it's like the new Corvette, the newest Corvette. Like anytime you're driving, you'll notice that new Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. Out of any other car, like you'll just be like, and you'll see the Corvette. And, right. Or or like for women, like if you wanted a specific, I don't wear dresses. So if you, if you wanted a specific dress, and you finally got that dress, you'll notice a bunch of other women with the same dress. The reason being is because what you focus on, you'll get more of. Mm. That's why the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. Like that's yeah. why yeah. go ahead i swear when, when uh this is like when i bought the first house on off of bay we redid the roof and we got a timberline roof and they, you know they, they stand out yeah for like f- four months i'm driving around noticing every single <laughs> timberline roof in the neighborhood i'm like geez I yeah couldn't, couldn't stop noticing but you're right yeah, yeah. wow yeah so so your brain that's the same thing like um where you're you're driving in your car and you just you go down the wrong exit or you you or you take your exit without even like you're talking it's just autopilot Mm -hmm. and so like what you focus on expands and so for example like that's why a lot of people are full of anxiety and stress right now because all they focus on is the media yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and what they don't know is that the media is designed to put you in a fearful state and when you're in a fearful state your immune system drops how convenient yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's correct right right. um what what was i even talking about with focus just just jam man really the floor is yours there's no Oh, the rock. rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So moments of being guided. Yeah. And so when we're clear on what we want or who we want to meet or what we want to achieve, you'll find the networks, the opportunities, and the resources to get there because you're focused on it. Yeah. But would you agree if your focus is off, you might miss an opportunity because you're no focused question. on the bullshit? No yeah. question. Right? Yeah. And so the rock, I knew I wanted to meet him. 
Um, and so I, the expo was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I went Friday, I went Saturday, and Sunday. I decided to chill. I still needed to get a lift in. There's a famous gym in Vegas. I think it's shut down, unfortunately, but there's a gym called City Athletic Club, mm. and it's famous because the lighting makes you look better than what you look like. It's really uh, great. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, great. Uh, and so, <laughs> Rogers, fucking <laughs> 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 jump over now, bud. <laughs> Well, let me know when you get back there. I'll fly you. out, take some pics together. Yeah, yeah. Take a pic for the year, the whole year. You'll be set. And so I show up to this gym, and everybody's like crowded in the gym. And my buddy comes up to me. He goes, dude, the rock is upstairs. I'm like, that's badass. Can I still lift, though? I need to get my lift yeah, yeah. on. And so I climb up the stairs, and long behold, there's Dwayne, and he's surrounded by like four guys in suits. I'm like, holy shit, this is really the rock. And what Wait, was- wait. Four guys in suits that are just like security? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And um, even though he's bigger than I was going to say, can you imagine the rock needing security? Yeah. And so what was funny is I had like blown him up with tweets everywhere, a bodybuilding video. So he already knew who I was. And so I said to my friends, I'm like, listen, I stick out. If he sees me, he'll know who I am. Let's just test his character a little bit. And so um, about 40, like at one point he was like curling next to me. We were paying each other no mind. And then what was pretty funny is there was like two other legends in the gym. There was, um, Kai Green okay, and yeah, C.T. Yeah. Fletcher. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, man, um, and so The Rock went over into the corner. He took his headphones off. He got bombarded. And I like was like, I promise you guys it'll, it'll happen. And the security guard came up. He's like, you're Nick, right? I'm like, yeah, not many people look like this. <laughs> um, and he's like, can Dwayne meet you? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'll pencil him yeah. in maybe at the end. Yeah, and so he came over and he's like, dude, I'm such a big fan. Can I get a picture? And we took a picture. That's and I cool. just like, I just like, vomited all my goals to him yeah and i was like i'm gonna be i'm gonna write a book i'm gonna become a keynote speaker i'm gonna speak all over the world i'm gonna be the first calvin klein model with no legs you know he was just like oh my god this is great and he's like nick you're right he's like because people like you and i they put us in any industry and we adapt and overcome Mm -hmm. and that was like a a lesson for everyone it's like not only me but like humans we we adapt you either sink or swim you know as humans and so um, and also the reason why I blurted all my goals out is because the rock knows a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm always down to network. Right? Yeah. Blurt, blurt my goals out because you never know who that person can open up for. That's sort of a new thing. Networking. I mean, it's really since the age of social media, you know, I mean, no, networking is no. easier. Yeah. Oh, Rolodex. You got a Rolodex back no, in the day. Yeah. It's so much That's simpler. Nap- yeah. It's simpler. Yeah, for it's sure. It's definitely so easier, simpler, but networking yeah. was always yeah. the way you. That's why they had like you know mixers and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so all I about mean, networking, no? To a it degree, makes it, it makes to it, a degree, it makes it a hundred times yeah, easier, yeah. absolutely. Especially if you got the blue check, yeah, because you slide in yeah. the top. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to be in a Rolodex, you have to have somebody's number, and that's not as easy to get. To be on social media, you can reach know, out know, to anybody, exactly, exactly. literally. I'd anybody. have to introduce you to everybody. Yeah, yeah, you'd be in trouble. You'd be in trouble. Have you ever? Have you reached out to anyone and were surprised that they answered? You. Okay. I was like, holy shit! He said he. <laughs> might do the podcast one day <laughs> bro Are we've you? been chatting back yeah. and forth for i i think think basically the couple beginning years yeah well yeah. no chatting back and forth for a couple of years because i was such a fan of yours but about yeah. the podcast i've been trying to get yeah, this guy yeah, on forever for while, but yeah. it's not right. easy when he lives in vegas but i yeah. knew at some point you were coming home so yeah. i was like and you mentioned christmas so yeah i kind of hounded this guy the last few days but he's here and, yeah thank you brother what wasn't about, gonna well if i didn't hound you it wasn't gonna happen so yeah yeah <laughs> what about you have you reached out to anyone and were surprised that they responded because no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not one to reach out. He's I'm not really a reach not. out guy. Okay. No. But I've had people reach out to me, and I could not believe they reached out yeah? to me. Like Stone Cold one nice. time b- 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 tweeted something. I could, you know, that's badass. 
It's the what is it? What is it? Yeah, Sean Bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the man, bro. He is Cole. the man. That's awesome. Kelly Slater too. I got nice. the, one of my posts. He fucking talked to me and shit. So stuff like that, you know. Yeah, so that's it's cool. Always, uh, yeah, he's, you're, takes you you're, back. You're humble, bro. You, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not could, that guy. I'm I can think of a few yeah, stories. Yeah. Anthony Kiedis was sitting next to you. Yeah, no, Anthony Kiedis. That was a cool story because I had Santino and Francesco, and they were eating. They were young. They were like, I mean, two, three years old. We're at maybe three, four. We're at the UFC, mm-hmm. and uh, they're eating chocolate. They have chocolate all over their hands. And Anthony Keys comes over and say hello. And my kids are like trying to give him five. He's like, uh, <laughs> he, just, he hits him with the, with the finger. Nice. You know? So, uh, he, but he was cool. Yeah, I met some 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 really good people. I mean, honestly, you hear such bad stuff about people, but I, I don't really have any bad stuff to about like experience I had with celebrities or, or especially athletes. Scared of you? UFC, well, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. but like, even UFC, UFC fighters are probably the most uh, attainable fight uh, yeah. athletes out there. I, I would say at least. Yeah. Good to know. I was going to UFC fights for years and years and years. I mean, I, like I said, I grew up in Tim Sylvia. So I was going, and I was always just, I don't know, I didn't want to be that guy. I never went up. I went up to Dana White once, many years. I'll find the picture for you. Years and years ago in Ohio somewhere at some fight, I got a picture with Dana White. But it was yeah, like a line nice. of people, so I didn't feel weird. Right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, but I never yeah. wanted to be that guy. Like, hey, could I get a pic? You know, and like it's at a restaurant a or something. strategic way. Yeah. Just like, hey, you dropped your pencil. Or yeah, like, right, have a, right. Have a pen or something? You dropped this? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, by the way. Nice. I, asked, I asked Shaq for a pic. Did you? Uh, we were, we were oh, in, this is a uh, great Orlando. story. This is a great story. <laughs> so Shaq's sitting like kind of like at the cage. I was sitting cage side. He's like at the cage with Dana. I'm like Shaq, what's up, man? I'm like I get a pick. I was like I was like I was like I'm from Jersey. He's like, from Jersey? He's like, oh, Jersey baby, Jersey. He's like he's like let me pick you up over my head. I'm like what? I'm like fuck no, bro. You fucking pick me up over your head. Yeah. Damn. Funny though. Man. I, so did he take the pick? He took the pick. Yeah. Nice. Were you even in it? Yeah. Right. No, exactly. I I was in I was in Hollywood at some mall and Shaq stands out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. Right. Like you he's know. Huge, and, bro. And like, I look over, and I'm like, dude, like that's that's Shaq. And then like, Shaq looks over, and he's got this little hat on, and he and he, and he looks over, and he's like, he like <laughs> looks at me, and he knows I know who he is, and he just like kept walking. Yeah. And he had a bodyguard, but he was bigger than his bodyguard. Oh, yeah. But it was just I mean, funny because like he knew I knew who he was. That's awesome. Everyone knows who he was, yeah. but yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Shaq's deep. Shaq's the man. Yeah, I've heard nothing. Shaq, like, that's crazy. Like, nothing Shaq, Shaq, I, I, like that's like. How do you make Shaq and then make me? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we the same? We're the same species. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. <laughs> right. So, wow. That's funny. Well, Shaq, if you're listening, yeah, come on the show. Yeah, yeah, dude. Shit. He's a Jersey guy. He's a Nor- Nork. He's a I Nor- know that. Yeah, yeah. Is he? I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. Wow. He's DJ oh. now. Yeah, he's he does a little bit of everything. Shaq but. Diesel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I feel like I see the he's guy. He's great. He's got a great personality. He does a ton of commercials, bro. Yeah. A ton he of commercials. It. He kills it. I see hot. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's icy hot commercial. Yeah, you know that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now he's got Papa John's, right? He pretty much owns Papa, like a steak of Papa John's. He talked about the first million he made. I guess when he first signed his first deal or whatever, he made a million, and he went out. He's like, I, I always just wanted a Mercedes Benz, so I went out. I bought a hundred fifty thousand dollars Mercedes Benz, and I came home and I was showing my parents. My dad's like, "Where's mine?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I mean, this guy made me, gave me the opportunity, so I went out and bought another one." And then he got came home, and his mom said, "Well, where's mine?" So he went back out. His mom Damn. didn't get the exact same one, but it, he's like, half my money was spent right there. And then when you figure in taxes and everything, he's like, "I spent a million bucks." He's like, "I wish somebody had told me how to handle yeah. money uh, early on." You know? Oh, what it mean? looks so, like it turned out okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good. But his dad's a military guy. His parents pushed him, and you say that like your parents were a big part of the reason you you believe in yourself, and and you know, fucking didn't 
just say, hey, I'm stuck with these disabilities. I mean, you've said fuck that and did yeah. your thing. You where, know? where does the switch kick in? Because you, you, you said you weren't confident as a child. You were a little little overweight, if you will, as a child. Where, where What is that? Is there, a, is there a defining moment where, because you seem to me like you have all the confidence in the world. You're, you're brilliantly spoken. Uh, I mean, you don't get on stage and be a motivational speaker if you're not. Was there a moment in your life where literally a defining moment that you could characterize and say, that's where it all changed for me. Yeah, there a specific there was a moment where I came off the mat and I lost and um this lady came up to me crying. I'm like, "Oh god, what did I do wrong?" And she said, "I want to thank you." And she's like, "My daughter's over there on the bleachers and she never wanted to do a sport in her life and she saw you wrestling and she asked me to try out for like track or something." I was like, "Holy shit. You know, this is amazing. I felt good inside." Yeah. And so like there was there was a few epiphanies. The one was I was on the mat for myself. I wasn't trying to help people, and I was doing it passively. Imagine what if I, how many people I could help if I focused on it. Mm. The second thing was um, that the one thing that I hated about myself, which was my body, turned out to be my biggest gift, yeah. my right. greatest, my greatest ability to influence people. And then the third, which I realized later on, is that as humans, the suffering stops when you serve something greater than yourself. Mm. Amen. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I want us to meet our needs, and we need to meet our needs. But when we serve others, we can all agree we feel really good about it. Agreed. It's like there's so many times where we do an act of kindness for someone else because we know it's going to feel good for us. Yeah. Yeah. And right. they've done they've done a study, um, what you're like saliva or something, where when a human does an act of kindness for themselves, that dopamine lasts like 24 hours. And when a human does an act of kindness for someone else, it lasts like 48 to 72 hours. Wow. That's We're just designed to help others. Mm, and yeah. so, yeah, so just um, focusing not only on myself, but how I can serve others brought a lot of opportunities into my life. Absolutely. Um, and, and so it, and it I, all started with just one. So yeah, that, yeah. That. And, I, and, and like you said, with my parents, like the way my parents raised me was normal. That's why I'm that's why yeah. I am the way I am. Right. Right. And so, you know, for example, and this isn't like a promo, but my mom wrote a book and it's titled How We Raise an Adaptive Child in a Handicapped World. And the reason why it's so powerful is because most and and I'm not calling out any parents, but I'm saying most people coddle kids. Yeah. And they keep them in don't don't do this and don't do that and don't get hurt. And the way that the the approach that my parents took, my dad was like if I put stepping stools everywhere and little loops on all the doors you would have got smacked in the face by reality when you grew up and so they never made it easy for me which at an early age there was two massively important things that my parents instilled in me one was i failed at everything Mm -hmm. i failed at everything i did and so i developed in a good relationship with failure most people when you say the word failure think negative they think lost they don't like failure i mean as humans one of our greatest fears is the fear of failure what is Mm -hmm. what are my parents going to think if i fail what is my family going to think of me if i fail um, so I had a great relationship with failure and also I had a great relationship with rejection. And when you get into business, if you can't, if you ha- yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. screwed. Um, yeah. I would think with that mindset, you know, you said when you transition into social media and stuff, you take an incredible amount of heat, which a lot of people do, but you it didn't really have a profound effect on you. Maybe because you already had that built in mentality, like, you know, yeah, I vine hit me hard. Um, like all the comments, it was, uh, it was yeah. bad. I was 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, terrible comments. I think what hurt me even more was my parents reading the comments. Uh, yeah. I just didn't want my parents to read the comments. It's like, right. I could read the comments right. and feel that, but I don't want my parents to feel that. Cause you know, you could say anything on right. social media. Um, and then, you know, yeah, now like people are uh, not, do you still read them? You. This guy claims yeah. he doesn't read them. I'll, I'll be honest. I read them once in a while. <laughs> I'll read them. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, it's like, 
if I give like how dare me give focus to one negative comments when right. there's like hundreds of positive. Right. Yeah. And so right. like right. I'm the asshole right. because I'm spotlighting this dick yep. when there's a million people that are. I'm loving guilty on you. of that. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. I used to. I didn't. I wouldn't get. Uh, I used to like offended. Dude. I would yeah. just be a smartass. I'd be really <laughs> a smart. And and people would say I love like your comments. Like, your comments are people great. would say like you know I'm I'm giving you accolades saying you're a great dad. You don't even acknowledge me, but this douchebag is Getting saying you got to yeah. you know you got your fucked up individual or yeah. the, the worst ones are about the kids but yeah and i would i would just be sarcastic back not it really didn't have a proud, profound impact but i was neglecting my supporters and the people that that said good things about me so i don't do it anymore yeah i literally just don't so that's kind of why i went the route yeah. i did though because yeah. i don't want to see i don't want to see that one asshole yeah. but now i kind of feel bad because i don't get to see the love you know what yeah. i mean yeah. i'm posting ghosts you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a post doesn't look at it <laughs> yeah but yeah so i mean um but yeah now i just I'll have, like, I'll have social media manager just, like, interact with people. Because yeah. I want to make sure everybody's, like, seen or heard. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's right. way too much bandwidth. That's it a is. lot, <laughs> yeah. And, like, dude, how can you just, And you're you know, a busy guy, bro. Yeah, how can you waste that energy on... I mean, it, it, your fans definitely matter, Yeah, you know? But it, it, you'd rather give your, like, give yourself to your fans in the way you want to, not by just yeah. th- thanking them. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. I like that. Yeah, by what you do. I mean, yeah. it's... it's you know, yeah, but you're, you're, you're inspiring people. That that's your biggest right. thing you can give to your fans. I, I believe you know. Yeah. Well, let we can fight pay per view. Me and yes, you. Ah, well, some money cats, in that. Yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get out there. Amazing. We got we got the mats right out there. I got a camera. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. The boardwalk. We're on, <laughs> we're, on, we're on live. We can just bring the live out there. We can bring That'd the audience out there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you definitely should. Uh, not, I mean, I know you said you wrestle and you wrestle uh, working Costa, but definitely get in, in as you Costa, yeah, man. shout out. Yeah, yeah I want to do jujitsu. Um, j- maybe not to compete, but it's great cardio. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. suffering. Yeah, you suffer. it's suffering. You got to Yeah, you it's like instead in of like walking or going on the treadmill, you can just get your ass beat for a couple yeah. rounds. I mean, to, I always tell her like, I mean, it's jujitsu, wrestling, even hitting the bag. You know. It's so much better than running on a fucking treadmill. Yeah. I can't do that. You yeah, know? I just can't do it. Let's just roll. Yeah, yeah. roll. Baby. Nick's roll. keep calling you out, man. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> <laughs> an open conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see this now. Like the Rogers wants to see it. He wants. I, I've invited him out there, but you know, yes, you know. he has. He has. Oh. Oh. No, actually, he wrestles me. He'll yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I, know, I, know I know. You're not Frankie Edgar. <laughs> 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 actually, yeah. Uh, what happened the other day? You want to speak into the mic? Uh-oh. Yeah, but just pull the mic a little closer to you. All right. Um, well, Nick and I always wrestle. I know, like, I have I used to, like, do the whole ring girl thing. and watch Oh, you did? And wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Years ago. Um, so, like, I love fighting. My family, we have a lot of fighters. Uh, my brother did MMA, um, but something, he has, like, a floating rib, so they kicked uh, him out. He couldn't do it anymore. But anyways, Nick and I always roll around. I don't know anything about like self defense <laughs> for myself, but I just go at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good for not knowing what I'm doing. But Nick and I were wrestling the other day, and um, he, I, <laughs> what did I say? I don't know, but I had you in a headlock. He had me in a <laughs> headlock, good. and I yelled at him. I said, "Nick, no!" You, and he, there's no like time out or stop in wrestling, no, no, right? No, 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 okay. No. He bangs my head on the ground, busted the Christmas Eve, busted oh, my lip shit. open and my chin, oh, so I was like shit. bleeding. Yeah, you so, won't do it again. <laughs> and I'm like, no mercy. People who like I won't tap out. Like I'll yeah. just. So know, how did that end? I'm the youngest. How did that end? 
I, I had to tap out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I, like, you needed a tissue. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. the first for everything, right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Give me some. But I'm like, okay. I'm the youngest in my family, so like. So you've been clawing, I'm clawing all your like, whole life. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. I never back down. But yeah, so we're like same weight. Like weight class, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, nice. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I think right. Costa, if we, if we wrestled, if we do jujitsu, like we could be like rolling partners. That's there you awesome. go. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, you would love. You guys would love. I just want her to be able to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. For especially sure. in Vegas. Honestly, you love it. Done. It's it's uh, it's life changing. Yeah. You know, it really. Well, is. my brother used to always like roll around with me and wrestle me. So yeah. like, I think that's why like I come at him first. Yeah. Oh, now we know. So defend yourself. How did you guys meet? This is an interesting story. Pull the mic closer. <laughs> you go ahead. She DM me on oh, Instagram. Okay. She's creeping uh, in them DMs. Yeah. <laughs> no. So basically, um, she because she's body, but she's like, um, she competed in nationals for bodybuilding and stuff. Um, and so she had seen me through fitness and was like, "Oh, this guy's like inspirational." So followed me, and then I had like a quote going around, um, like the biggest disability is a bad mindset. And she had screenshotted it before she even knew who I was. Um, and then I got a message from her. I don't know when. Well, o- over two years ago, and it was like, "Oh, like I really love what you're putting out." I just replied like, "Thanks." Like I didn't look at the profile, I didn't look at anything. I just replied, "Thanks." Um, and then I think a couple of weeks later, she replied hard eyes to uh, a story of me like smiling on a boat. And I was like, oh, this girl messaged me before. She's persistent. So I, I clicked <laughs> I clicked on her profile. I'm like, oh, I should, I should probably reply to this. And so I replied. I was like, I've been waiting for you um, on the boat. And so I was witty, spit some game. And then what? Yeah, so he – it was when the Instagram story things first became a thing. Like they're just All popping right, yeah, up yeah. one after the other on your phone. So, like, I didn't even know that that was the person I had texted or wrote saying, oh, hey, like, you're super inspirational. Because all that popped up was his face. And I was, like, driving home from Arizona, and I looked down, and all of a sudden all these stories are just going one after the other. And I was, like, his face popped up. And I was, like, oh. So I clicked back, and I was, like, I never usually reply. But I was, like, oh, what do I got to lose? I'm single. Like, whatever. So I sent him heart eyes. Uh-huh. And he's, like, so he decided to be, you know, flirty and smart. And he's like, I was waiting for you. I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's clever. Okay. I was like, let's play. So I was like, I was like, oh, well, I never got my invite. So we started talking back and forth. Um, and then he's like, we should FaceTime. So I was like, okay, cool. So he's like, okay, tomorrow, this time, whatever. So I'm a girl, obviously, like, I do my makeup. I drink some wine. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> the prep. And, yeah, yeah, the prep. And he doesn't call. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so i was like okay whatever like this guy fine so i just let it go and then he texts me the next day at like late in the afternoon and it's like i fell asleep i'm so sorry blah 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 like, i really did fall asleep. let's facetime yeah i know that now because you sleep all the time sleep's important yeah exactly <laughs> he's like let's facetime tonight so we ended up facetiming and we FaceTimed for like three, four hours. And I hate talking on the phone. Same. I just don't like it. I, I'm, I'm the worst. I'm not a texter. I don't like talking on no. the phone. Like, I'm very personable. But like, I know. my phone's just, you know. like I, I hate talking on the phone. And it is like <laughs> the most personal way to communicate with right. technology. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. I text and it's horrible. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Exactly. So the, it was just like really good communication, which I feel like you don't get that a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very superficial conversations with, with most people. And so it was really nice. So we were just talking and talking. And then um, he had a speaking engagement in South Lake Tahoe. So he, I was in California at the time in San Diego. So he's like, 
do you want to go? So he, you can go ahead with the rest. Uh, I well, I just told the client that they need to fly my assistant in. <laughs> yes, genius. And so they got her ticket. So wait, this is the, now now she's your assistant, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I see, I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't lie. I was in a wheelchair. I needed someone to push me around. Why not make it hot blonde? Um, and so I'm like, yeah. So. This is my assistant. Here's all our information. I got her the ticket, and then we met in Tahoe, and then we've been together ever since. It's been like oh. almost two years. Oh, that's awesome. So you that's were living in cool. Cali at the time. Where were you living? Florida. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. we had a three-hour difference. Okay. And, and we did. Yeah, we did long distance for like a year. Um, and that was. I think that was trying to feel her because I never had a girl. I never committed to a girl. Mm. She was the only girl I committed to, and so her loyalty, um, which is I think is rare. Mm. I think like. Cheating and all like it's very common. It's just like, yeah. oh, what? Yeah, I'm, just fuck, like I'm fucking around. Yep. It's like, what are you doing? Um, so her loyalty was one of the most attractive um, characteristics. And then she was working dentistry for ten years, and she moved. So I moved to Vegas. I moved the company to Vegas, and I'm like, listen, you're living paycheck to paycheck in San Diego. If you land the same job in Vegas, you have a way better quality of life, way more money. Wow. Um, she's like, I'll only move to Vegas if I land the best job, and she landed the best job. Um, which does like McGregor's teeth or uh, Rousey, Ronda Rousey's teeth like uh, cool. um, there. Yeah. And so we moved to Vegas. She moves and she's like, my passion is still like helping women with health and fitness. And I'm like, OK, well, based on your income, how many clients would you need to supplement your income? She's like, oh, I think I need like 10. And I started laughing. I'm like, OK, well, let's do it. And she's like, I think I could do it in like a year. I was like, no, you're going to do it in, like a month. Um, I'll guide you. I got all yeah. the business experience. Mm -hmm. And so while she was working full time, she released her, her program, supplemented her income. And then um, her first, she quit her job, her dream job to go in all in her business. And her first like real day of being an entrepreneur, she made like four grand and made 10 grand that month. Wow. And That's now amazing. she's just a self-sufficient entrepreneur. <laughs> now you don't need me anymore. You can just do your thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so now we live in Vegas and I plan on, I love Vegas and yeah. I plan on buying, buying a house in like six to eight months um, based on, what's going on in the world yeah right good for, um, you, yeah. Good for so you brother now we're nick and cam there you go you go yeah. girl well, that's cool <laughs> very cool but yeah don't don't make me headlock you anymore <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'll still come at you so you just got into the fitness industry <laughs> through your brothers being athletes and stuff like that um honestly no um i have a pretty long backstory but long story short i uh in high school i was a cheerleader i competed traveled uh for cheerleading and i had made like the all-american which is like the best of the best i was supposed to go to london work with choreographers all over the world because I was also a dancer. Um, and I tore my ACL, completely snapped Damn. in half. Um, and I was too small. So anyway, surgery didn't go as planned. And when I woke up, they told me, oh, you'd probably never be able to be athletic again. You'd probably mm -hmm. never run again. You need to take it easy. They had a counselor come in and tell me this. <laughs> and I basically just looked at her and was like, no, like yeah. you're wrong. Like you're wrong. Oh. So I was like, I had to learn how to walk again, everything. Like it was a struggle, but I was up walking in two weeks. I would go out dancing. My mom would get mad because like my knee would swell up and then she'd sit there with me in the bath. Wait, like, what do you mean by out it. dancing? Like I would like go out dancing. Like you, like you, like you used to like, do it like, yeah, like bamboo, bro. Like, <laughs> like karma are we talking <laughs> yeah, or are we talking yeah. about like professional dancing no i would go to like clubs and okay. stuff yeah. because yeah. because i could yeah. like i wanted to dance okay and so i was like i want to be where the right, music right, right, is right, right. so i would go and i would dance and i'd come home and my friends would be like she didn't stop dancing at all my yeah. knee is like <laughs> super big so i was stubborn about it but 
Um, I had went through a really tough time after that because I couldn't. It was my senior year in high school, so I lost cheerleading, couldn't compete, couldn't cheer for, you know, your But you made it year. to Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Never been there. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, so I had – I oh, I met with my coach. So I went through anorexia nervosa. I got really depressed because I couldn't be athletic anymore, really be athletic anymore. Um, and so, like, I just kind of spiraled mentally. Went through a depression. I had lost people in my life. Had a really tough year. Mm. So the one thing that I knew that I had control over was what I put in my mouth. But I used that in a negative way because I saw myself differently at that point. And so, anyways, I spiraled and I met with my coach because um, inst- I had downloaded Instagram. I saw all these girls, like fitness girls competing. It was a whole other world to me and I was inspired by it. So I hired my coach and um, she trained me for about a year before she ever let me step on stage. She's like, we're going to get your mind right before I ever let you step on stage. So every week I'd go see her and I'm like, am I ready yet? Am I ready yet? Am I ready yet? She's like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. And I'm so, and I'd get so mad and stomp out of there. She would not let me compete, but I'm so glad she had me wait. Cause after a year of just kind of reverse dieting and building my metabolism and just a healthy mindset again, I competed in my first bodybuilding show and I took home, uh, three first place trophies oh, and nice. the overall went straight to Miami, uh, nationals in Miami. And I placed in the top 10. So then Sick. I competed for wow. about four and four years um, nationally. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Were you natty? Yeah. What? Yeah. Natty? I was natural, yeah. Were you natty? Were you natty? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Roger. Yeah, yeah don't, ask me. don't ask me that question. I'm from Jersey. Come on. Frankie's like the only guy in the state that's natty. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you, you mentioned the struggles that you go through mentally, physically. Nick was born some with, with some physical difficulties, obviously. But and, and this guy's a bad guy to, to ask this question to. But don't you think and not so much with the physical attributes, but don't you think most people have struggles in life where they go go through things like that? And it's really the choices you make in those moments to decide what your outcome is going to be. And. You know, obviously you strove through those. I've dealt with some issues like that in my life. I've dealt with some depression. And, um, you know, I, I, we've sat down here and jammed about it a few times. And, and it's like a foreign mentality to this guy because he's so headstrong. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, I don't. I don't. Well, no, I, I think it's always the mindset. But I mean, I some situations my, are a lot dire than others. My so, point is, But if it's always the mindset that gets you out of it, right? Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's my point. Yeah. That I think most people, at some point in their life, they they have to strive through some adversity. Yeah, for sure. And you you really it's it's the it's the fork in the road where it's critical which way you choose, you know. And and you're so inspiring with your your motivational speaking that you know positivity is the way out of that. You know what I mean? To stay in that negative mindset, you're 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 just going to get trolled down more, you know. And yeah, yeah, dude. Like literally, the equation. Is is focus equals an emotion? Uh, emotion equals an action, and action leads to results, right? So if we're focused on bullshit, mm-hmm. you're going to take a bullshit action. Mm-hmm. You're going right. to get bullshit results, and that re- bullshit results is going to reinforce who you are and your identity. Right. Um. And so yeah. So in those in those moments or those dire moments, you're saying it's like you can focus on the shit or you can focus on the good. Yeah. Easy example. I say like I could wake up every day and focus on the fact that I'll never become a professional soccer player. My quality of life would be shit. Yeah. So I tend to focus on all the things that I can do. What are my right. was, what are my unique strengths? How can right. I leverage my body? Right. Um, so really, dude, like focus. Focus is literally everything. 
Um, and also meaning, like the, the meaning you attach behind something, right? So I could have a tragic event happen in my life. You can have the same tragic event happen in yours. You could see all the bad and I could see all the good. It's the meaning we attach behind it. Mm-hmm. And so I think if um, the one skill, the one muscle that we exercise is finding the gift in every situation, it's extremely powerful. And why it's so powerful is because our brain is, we all have the same brain and it's thousands of years old and its sole purpose is to, to help you survive. Yeah. And so your brain actually, people don't know this, but your brain is designed to only focus on your failures, your insecurities, your weaknesses, and all the shit in your life. Mm-hmm. And so whose job is it to program your brain to find the good? Jeez. Us. But mm-hmm. if you don't do it, your brain's always going to take over. Yeah. So it's pretty much, you, you, you got to tell yourself the right things. It's pretty much essentially what you tell yourself because, you know, what you, what you tell yourself is what you materialize, right? I mean, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And the, the, the quality of your life comes down to the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, like, because my brand's victorious, like the victim to victor. Um, so if someone fails and they and they fall down or they get rejected or they lo- lose a fight or something, most people would be like, "What did I do wrong? Why is this happening to me?" And when you ask a shitty question, your brain is a your brain will always give you an answer. So if you ask a shitty question, what kind of answer are you gonna get? A shitty, a shitty one. Right. So you ask a better question, you get a better answer. Yeah. And so even the simple thing of like it, you lose a fight or or you lose a business plan or whatever it may be, you ask yourself. What did I learn? Yeah. And just by you asking yourself a better question, your brain's going to then focus on the gift and then mm-hmm. you can find it. But people ask shitty questions while they have a shitty life. Yeah. Who's been the most inspirational person to you in your life? That's a great question. Um, You've met a lot of people. Yeah. I said, okay, so early, what were you going to say? No, I'm saying it could be someone you haven't met. I was just, yeah. well, not, yeah. only that, right. not only that, it could be it could be your mother, your right. father. Right. I mean, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be Tony Robbins. It, yeah, you it's know. funny you said that. <laughs> it's on there. Um, but I think so early on early on in my life, um, there wasn't there wasn't many people I could like relate to or look up to. I don't know, it was weird. So there is a guy named his name's Nick too, Nick Voyagic, and he has no arms or legs. He's like thirty eight, he's a pastor, but he, he's an OG in the speaking world. And when I was twelve, my parents took me to Brooklyn to see him speak and I met him backstage and it was the first time I met someone that looked like me. Mm. Um so he that was inspiring and I saw him successful in speaking. I was like, oh, shit, like I could do that. You know, like there's there's hope out there. And yeah. so I think that was my first inspiration. Um, and then I think now um, I don't really I'm inspired, but I don't really. Yeah, it's t- it's a tough question. Yeah. But mentors, Tony, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, um, Yeah, just just people that are playing life at the, f- the, the fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, think it's inspiring. But I think there is inspiring people in all different ways. It's crucial to be confident in speaking. I mean, you you have to be to get up in front of a crowd. I, I don't think I could do it personally, but and it, clearly you're extremely confident. Do you remember the first time you ever did like a motivational See, speech? I, actually, I was, this kind of <laughs> kind of leads into the question I was going to ask him because yeah. like I remember him pretty much doing his motivational. Yeah, speech it was to terrible our, to, to our guys. It wasn't I think it might have been to our wrestling guys. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, it might have been one of the, one of the first ones yeah. or, or early in your your, your career. And I mean, yeah, you gave your heart. It was great. The kids loved it. You know yeah. what I mean. And I could tell that you had a future in it. But you've definitely, obviously, you're much more polished. Yeah. Uh, did Did you work at it, or just come with d- doing doing you know more 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 uh, you know motivational speeches? I've I've done the Jets. I've done Rutgers football team twice. I've done some Fortune 500 companies, and I think I stank at it. Compared to you, honestly, uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you, you fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> at right, the time, right? right? right. <laughs> it's a muscle. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I think my first one was at Elite, uh, one of the first ones speaking to the kids. Wow. Which was pretty great, and it's on YouTube. I think it's terrible. Well, now it's compared to what I am. I look back mm-hmm. at myself. 
Um, the odds of that, though, that your first, my question is, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was and with Frankie. Yeah, it's on pretty, YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing. And so, like, I did some volunteer stuff, and then when I moved to Florida, I moved to Florida, and one of the first weeks, I had a buddy who was like, hey, I'm having a little mastermind. Um, it's like eight or nine entrepreneurs, just just meet some people, you never know who you meet. And so I go to this mastermind and everybody's sharing their story and they're like, well, what's your story? And I'm like, you got a long time. I got a long story. Yeah. And so I started sharing my story. And at the end, there was this Russian kid and he's like, one day you're going to be on stage with Tony Robbins. I'm like, who's Tony Robbins? I had no idea who Tony <laughs> Robbins was. 20 year old kid. Um, fast forward. I started a, the company with that Russian guy. And now he's yeah. like my brother. Wow. Um, oh, and fun. yeah. And so how I learned to, to answer the question is they just I just threw myself out of on the stage. At first, I like. We, we I was bigger than what I was, you know, like that's how I had to land gigs. No one knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I was young. I had no business experience, um, but it's just the way we pitch and package myself. Yeah. Um, and so it was like muscle, just exercising the muscle, going on there, tweaking. And also what's really important is not only surrounding myself with people that like hype me up, but surrounding myself with people that will shoot me straight and be like, mm. that wasn't good. Yeah. You yeah. need to do this. That Because if you always surround yourself with people that are blowing smoke up your ass, yes, right. man. never yeah. going to. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so every time I come off the stage, analyze it, what can I do better? Never ending improvement. Um, and now what you see now is three and a half, four years of speaking 50 to 80 times a year. Yeah. Um, so I exercise the muscle a little bit. Right. And, right. um, like I said, speaking with Tony and being on a tour with Tony, I mean, he's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, I'm a, I'm a student of the game always. So I'm always analyzing and, and taking and tweaking. And so now, I'm, now I'm just bad at it. <laughs> You're, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> really, you really are, man. Yeah. 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 I, mean, that, I mean, like you said, after every performance, you know, whether it be on a WrestleMania or a speech, you, do the you, you go thing. back, you tweak it and yeah. you work on it. So yeah, right? yeah, Watch that, and that's, film. The, that's the way to approach it. Right. Yeah. Go You're, in and and even in fighting too, it's like you watch your opponents film. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Before them. And so like I go to Tony events and people people are paying thousands, thousands of dollars and I'm watching him and he's teaching me, but I'm yeah. also analyzing why does he raise his hand? Yeah. Why does he do this? Why does he go to the left? Why does he go to the, I'm like yeah. diving deep and yeah. and that's what's so powerful about anything you do in life. It's like if we took a kid that had no fighting experience and I said, You're gonna learn from Frankie He's going to learn way faster than a kid who's sure. trying to learn on his own. Mm-hmm. Why? Because success leaves clues and he has a lot of a lot of success. And that's the same thing. And so I'm always down I to like that. success leaves clues. I yeah. Like I've never and heard that before. I'm, so I'm always down to invest and pay money for people to con- condense their knowledge mm-hmm. from decades into years. Right. And so people would pay you to get condense the the fighting journey into years for them rather than your whole life you did it right. right and so for those that are starting off whether it's fighting speaking only fans whatever it may be <laughs> find someone who's successful and model them what yeah, are they doing right bit, what are yeah. they doing wrong right. and then just follow it you don't have to reinvent the wheel you right. just have to make it what smoother. did i hear someone say uh, um like experience the experience is the best thing to learn from, right? Except sometimes you get, it, it's, it may be better to learn from someone else's experience. Yeah, someone who has successful experience, right, and not right, not successful experience, or or maybe it wasn't it was a negative experience. Maybe we'll stay away from now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's just what I've. That's why I've had so much success so fast is because I model the best. Yeah, for sure. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. I'm just going right. to the best. And yeah. what are you doing right? I'm doing more of that. What are you doing wrong? I'm not going to do that. I agree. But you are naturally good at it. Even like that first one. And, and you know why? Is I'm th- I think you're speaking from your heart. You know, this is no bullshit. Yeah. You believe this stuff. Yeah. And, and you're living it. You're yeah. living what you're, you're preaching. You know, I think uh, 
I'm sure I'm sure Tony Robbins lives it too, you know. But I'm sure there's a lot of charlatans out there. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, agreed. And uh, I, I think the guys that are most genuine and have the most passion about it are the ones that are gonna that are gonna really influence people the most. I think you're doing that. Thanks. If yeah, you have a good sure. personal story to tell, which clearly you do, I think it conveys itself well to the masses. And you know that's something you really can't get wrong. You know, you know your story yeah, yeah. better than anybody. It's hard. There's really no wrong way to tell it. You know. So, yeah, like you said, speak from the heart yeah. is is yeah. really important because. Fear of public speaking is massive. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of the yeah. biggest fears. Yeah, right? you all remember sure. the first yeah, time yeah. you presented in, in front school. of the Dude, I used to, I'd be like, I'm never doing this. I'm not. I don't want a job right now. I'm fucking talking to fifty people, or you know, hundreds of people, or yeah. thousands of people. Sometimes I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Yeah, how do I get myself into this? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, so people ask, it's like, how do you do it stage fright and stuff? Um, and like. Uh, not even just speaking, but anything in life. If we're having anxiety or stress about something, it's most likely our lack of preparation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we're stressed. That's yeah. why we're having anxiety because right. we're not prepared. Yeah. And so first, separations in the preparation, we know that. And then um, second, it's like most people are focused on the wrong thing. And what I mean by that is they're focused on like, what if I fuck up? What if I... What does my hair look bad? What right. if I trip? Like, and it's like, well, you're focused on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. When I go out on stage, I'm only focused on serving people. I don't care if I mess up. Like, I'm going to make the best out of it. I'm yeah. only focused on the message. If I was always focused on myself, I wouldn't be able to convey what I convey. True. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, I mean, I'm learning. Why, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm learning. Is that why I'm, Frankie, taking, I'm taking a class right now. Is that why Frankie <laughs> can't pee in the urinal next to another guy? Because he's too worried about what the next guy's junk is. He's gonna, he's no, gonna, one, no one laughed at that, bro. <laughs> no one laughed. No one laughed. Right? That's a real thing. That's a real thing. People get, sta- <laughs> people get stage fright. Hey, listen, pal. Maybe you do. Start <laughs> <laughs> throwing hands. So I'd, what, get stage, I'd get stage fright if I was wearing no shoes, too. <laughs> what a, bro, you got the, yeah, you do have them on. You wear those every show I now. I get my house shoes, You wear them bro. every show. I got my house shoes you on, You should man. not be talking about shoes. I'm not so, your guest to talk about shoes. <laughs> what, uh, what's the end game for your company, Nick? Where do you, where do you want to take it? Um, yeah, end game. I'd say my goal 2021 will break seven figures. So over a million dollar company. And then, like I said, like this is just a stepping stone for me. What, what people don't know about me is like my number one, one of my number one passions is like music and like singing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And so, um, yeah, it was always my biggest, like 16 tried out for American Idol, didn't make it. No one even knows. So, you, so you, you, you sing, you yeah, sing, yeah, yeah. Oh, you play instruments or anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I played, right. I played, so when I was in first grade, when I first moved to Jersey Shore, um, I, I played the drums and what they did was they ace bandaged the sticks on my limbs. And at first I would just play like, um, a drum set. And then the school bought me an electric drum set so I can sit on the pedals and operate the hi-hat and the bass drum. Oh, wow. And so I played a full set of drums, and I was really good. Wow, um, sick, And dude. so, yeah, I love music, and then I, lo- I love singing. And then, yeah, 16, tried it for American Idol, didn't make it. Tried it for The Voice, didn't make it. And, like, my mentality, I was like, I'm going to win American Idol, and I don't have to go to school. It's going to be amazing. And I, <laughs> I didn't even get, like, past the first round. Hey, high um, goals, always good yeah, to have yeah, high goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so kick that. Kick I want to see that audition tape, though. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's not out there. What'd you sing? <laughs> uh, I think it was Bruno Mars or some. I don't know what song. It was Bruno Mars, though. Beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, and so um, so kind of, like, kick that, kick that dream far away. And then this past year... Um, I asked myself, I said, I want to do, I want to do more, like, I want to go back to my inner child. 
And I think as humans, you know, as we become adults, there's things you left in your childhood that really brought joy to you, mm -hmm. whether that was dancing, whether that was wrestling, knitting, chess. Like there's something that you did in your childhood that you no longer do in your adulthood. I don't know how many kids are knitting, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whatever, right? know, man. I'm in Maine. I'm in Maine. I'm sure a bunch of them are. My grandmother used to knit, so I'm familiar with yeah. it, but I never knitted. Yeah, you never know. And yeah. so um, when I moved to Vegas, I was like, man, I want to get back into, I want to get back into music in my free time. And so I have a studio in the house in Vegas. I have two songs out on Spotify. My, I think my music was played in like 48 countries this year, oh, wow. but not a lot of people, yeah. but it's not my main focus, but I never if, knew that about yeah, you. So if anyone and knows I follow it, your story pretty closely, yeah, I, yeah, I don't that. push wow. it much. Right. So, um, once the business is systemized and it's all good and I'm, I'm more of like a business owner than an operator, I'll focus more on music. I have about like three or four songs ready to be released. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, like Norway was my top, really? my top yeah. listeners this year. Like people in Norway just love my music. And where, I didn't even promote where, where, it. What would you, what would you call your, what genres your music? I'm like pop, hip hop. Pop. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, um, you know, Tory Lanez. Or like just okay. rap, like yeah, yeah rap singing. David uh, Hasselhoff did some singing, and he because he's German, 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 right? He was yeah. huge in Germany, Germany. like huge. really, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah. huge but yeah. nothing did like no numbers over here. Yeah, but well, like yeah, a rock strategic. star in, in Germany. That's yeah. So for example, like I I toured I toured China. Not that China is like a great topic right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I toured China. We might have to have you tested before you leave here. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I'm I'm massive in China, and so my goal would be to go tour in foreign places exactly what the Beatles did no one in America no one knew who the Beatles were until they toured Taiwan and Indonesia and all that and then they came back and they were kings uh -huh. and so I'm going to be strategic with my music and look at my analytics and say which country is playing my music the most I'll go tour there and then they'll love me I'll build raving fans that'll trickle back in and then I'll I'll build a, a fan base of my music in America but that's I got cool. the business side of things. Didn't yeah, you know yeah. that. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. And you know when I'm passionate about something, it always works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Are you still training? Still bodybuilding? Yeah. 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 I'm eating a lot right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Bulking so season? She, she's my coach. So she cooks. <laughs> I'm pretty spoiled. She cooks all my food, um, does all right. my macros and my training as well. Um, and so I've been on a splurge of eating everything for yeah. past like eight days. And Just then crushing new, calories. Yeah. New year, new me. Yeah. You know? I've made a new batch of cookies every day. And yesterday was the first day I didn't put them all in one plate because before I'm not even done cleaning up the kitchen. Yeah. And I come over and they're gone. And I'm yeah. like, Nick's got them all in his mouth. And I'm like, a chubby kid I'm coming back out. Channeling it. Get a bite. He's like. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know the cookies, the the Pillsbury, with the little trees on it, a snowman. The sugar cookies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Go way yeah. Back. That's your jam right yeah. there. Yeah. That's your yeah. weakness. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. ice cream. So yeah. Ice cream. Yeah. I'm a yeah. cat, man. I couldn't cheat at all yesterday, the third day before, man. Uh, it's all right. It I'll happens. do it for you. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Sounds good. February 6th, right? February 6th, yeah. February 6th. That's exciting. In Vegas. In Vegas, actually. I mean, no fans and stuff, but in Vegas. Can yeah, I dress when, up as a ref or something? Yeah, yeah. Bro, when, when fans come back, 100%, right. we'll get you at, the, right. at a show. I want to go train there, yeah, too. Dude. Hell yeah. I'll be out there. Well, I'll be out there then, but uh, I go out there and train at the PI and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I would okay. love to have you come. We got to hook you, up You'll for come sure. out earlier than February 6th, right? February 6th, I'll come out the sun, Like I'll fight Saturday. I'll come out that Sunday, probably. Okay. Okay. But um, if I can't, that's always a tough week. But after, I'll definitely be out. Like I said, okay. my manager lives out there. I got to hook, hook okay. you up with him, too. Let's do it. So.
You're uh, you're extremely world traveled. I follow you. You just <laughs> mentioned China. I saw you did a photo shoot. I swear you were in like Antarctica one time. I hit you up. I was like, where are you at? But um, of all the places you've been, what what is the one that not the one you can name number yeah. if you want? But what are some of the places that stand out? Yeah, Tokyo. Tokyo is yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think I stayed at that Ritz that you stayed at. Too. Yeah, yeah, badass. It's like one of the tallest buildings. Yeah, in Tokyo, I'm not right? quite yeah. there yeah. yet, guys. But maybe you know, maybe <laughs> one day I'll get to stay in that Ritz. No, I wasn't. I didn't pay for it. it was yeah, the UFC. We were definitely not paying for it. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, the reason why Tokyo is one, it's extremely clean. Yeah, it, it, it unbelievable. You can clean. eat off the really? eat off the, yeah. the subway. Wow. Yeah. Subway's fucking. It's cleaner than his room. Yeah, and. Well, that's not, that's not everywhere respectful. in China, obviously. That's not China. No, no, no. Tokyo's Japan, not Japan. China. Oh, sorry. Japan, you got to worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Geography's not a big geography guy. <laughs> <laughs> big difference. You said China a minute ago. Sorry. <laughs> We're setting China. you up. We're setting yeah. you up. But yeah, Tokyo, The not only is it clean, but the people are extremely respectful. They okay. are. They um, are. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it was the one place like where people wouldn't stare at me. Oh, really? Well, and I get it. I guess I stick out, but like no one stared at me. And in the sense like... You can drop your wallet and and it will be there, or it'll be in the lost mm. and found all your money and all your stuff. Really? Yeah. 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 And that's uh-huh. why when there was that the power plant thing happened over there, they didn't have to worry about looting because mm. they just don't do it. Yeah, no. Nah, it's just nah, not nah. right. <laughs> so, America, yeah. wake up. Honestly, yeah, Japan, but Singapore too. Like you can, Ooh, leave, you can yeah. leave your wallet and you'll come back three hours later. It'll be right there on that fucking park bench because in Singapore it's a little different now. They'll chop your hand off. I'm definitely not going there. Uh-huh. You can't shoot. They don't right? sell the gum street? in Singapore. They yeah. don't sell it like because yeah. spitting it out on the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're yeah. the world's cleanest, right? Like the cleanest. Yeah, honestly, Japan was cleaner to me. Really? Yeah, I really Japan. was. Japan okay. was cleaner to me. You know, I think there's a lot of Chinese people in Singapore. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Hawaii. I love Hawaii. Hawaii is beautiful. That's yeah. definitely on my yeah. bucket list. Haven't yeah. been. Oh, yeah, been, it's a hell of a flight out there, though, right? Yeah. What is it, 13 hours or something? Well, from Vegas is a little better. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. True, yeah. True, So come to Vegas, true. hang out, and then we'll go true, to Hawaii. Yeah, true, true. that's the way to do it. But yeah. Australia is definitely on my... You ever been there? I've been to Australia. Have you? I did with Tony. That's on yeah. my bucket list. It was all right. Yeah? Sorry, Australia. Really? Where, where, where in Australia? Sydney? Sydney, probably, right? Or Melbourne. 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 I think. Yeah. It just felt like Florida. Really? Yeah. I kind of want to see the outback, though. Did you get to... I mean, they say they say there's more animals per like acre out there that can kill you um, than anywhere else and I'm I like a nature guy. Yeah, but so. I mean I think not I mean but they say it's also like most of it's unhab- uninhabitable. Anyway. Yeah, no, but I mean, so, you know, like, like and that's the, where that's where probably those animals are. Exactly. Most well, no, I think there's a lot. In, well, yeah, yeah, in, more in, than here. They don't have a big fence up around Sydney where they can't come in. But yeah, yeah, I do but agree I'm with sure, you. I'm sure the fucking, uh, you know, the hippopotamuses aren't going to get you in fucking <laughs> Sydney. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> but that's what I want to see. Isn't that what you want to see? That's what I want to see. I want to do a safari, but in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Australia, um, and then Alaska. Yeah, oh, you missed me. I was in Alaska. Now, uh, when you went to Alaska, was it like uh, day, more day or more night, or uh, was it normal? It was normal. Okay. Um, it was in the winter, but it, yeah, it got like got dark early. Um, they have yeah, they have times Alaska. where like yeah, it, it doesn't get like, light till like two a.m. or it doesn't get dark until like four a.m. So right. you go on like hikes at like two a.m. Yep. and it's yeah. light it's out. Light, yeah, and then right. they do all dark. Where right. were you in Alaska? I've seen a little bit of Alaska. It's been years, but I was working out there. So. I was in um, it's a place called Girdwood. They call it Girdweed. There was like one dispensary there, and, <laughs> and it was just like it's a very small town. No one really knows where it is. Um, but there's a there's a famous ski resort there called Alieska. Okay. Um, so we went there, and then the other t- I just took my dad to Alaska to Cordova for a salmon Cordova. fishing trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It was pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I want houses. 
house in Vegas, a house in like Colorado for snowboarding, and a house mm. in Hawaii, and I'm good. Yeah, hey, me yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, Colorado's dope. Hawaii's dope. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm for in. Sure. Yeah. So what? Where can uh, our audience follow you and look you up and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, my really, my last name's really long. Yeah, so I, fuck, in, I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> so if you type in Nick Santo, um, anywhere, I'm the guy with no legs, one arm, with a lot of tattoos. There's not many of me running around. Um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. I don't have an OnlyFans, so <laughs> that. Um, maybe one day. One day, never know. Who knows? <laughs> if I go broke, that's big money right there. <laughs> that's guaranteed money. Um, but yeah, so they can find me all over LinkedIn, all that stuff at Nick Santanastasso. But type in Santo because awesome. you have yeah. a better, better shot. And you have any events coming up in the future? Um, I know Corona kind of put a yeah, put a hindrance on no, everybody, but just find me in Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just reach out to me if you want me to come come burn it down somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> but in 2021. So what? What about like what is twenty? I know you're 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 goal driven, dude. You're inspirational. What what is twenty twenty one looking for you? Yeah, um, twenty twenty one. I want. I want to go to Italy, as in goals. I don't yeah, know if we're talking yeah, about yeah. business, yeah, but yeah, I want to yeah, go. Everything, I, I, I want to go to Italy and live there for at least six months and learn the language that way. Yeah, damn, that's, yeah. that is the way to do it. That's the only way. Submerge yourself yeah, into yeah. it for sure. Um, so do that. Um, a lot of snowboarding. I want to do more snow snowboarding in 2021. Buying a house in six to eight months. Um, I, I think I followed somebody. Uh, what I could be totally way off here, but didn't a girl custom make a board for you? Yeah, I follow her. Yeah, yeah my yeah, friend yeah. Danny. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, she yeah. made a custom snowboard. It's a it's a snowboard, and then it has a skateboard deck bolted yeah. into it, and then I have a five piece racing harness that traps me yeah. in, and I shred. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. badass. It's yeah. amazing. So yeah, 2021. Um, and Sky's then as soon as as soon as events come back. I'll be I'll be back in the events and um I'll I might be back in China by May. Right, nice. So we'll see. Optimistic. When you go to China, not, Shanghai not to be confused or, with Tokyo. Uh, yeah, don't confuse China <laughs> with Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, Shung, yeah, Shanghai, uh, Beijing. Beijing. I go. Yeah, I did. I think I did like seven cities last tour. For speaking, uh, is flying there currently banned still? I don't know if it's banned. Oh. It's probably really expensive though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really expensive. But first class, right they on. put me in, so I lay down in my bed. Yeah, yeah. that's the only way to go. Yeah, it's a struggle. Oh, who, what Long airline plane? do you fly? I, did, oh, I flew like first class with Virgin one time. Yeah, I mean I've done first class a bunch of times, not so much now, but oh, um, such a bad <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> Virgin was the best. Yeah, by far. Yeah, for well, first. One day class. we'll get Virgin, on like, yeah, Emirates. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. I did one. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was no, the, the best. The best, the best is uh, Emirates. Yeah, yeah, Emirates. I took a shower on a plane, bro. That's badass. They're like, want to take a shower? I'm like. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shower on a plane and say they did that. <laughs> yeah, that's like Dubai. I haven't been to Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. I fought in Abu Dhabi, yeah. so I got to go to Dubai. That's so that was pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Ba- Bahrain too was out, was out there. I've been out there a couple times. Yeah, that's on yeah. my list. Yeah. So yeah, just tra- traveling when I can, and then uh, sky uh, skyrocketing the business and releasing some music. Awesome, awesome snowboarding. Man. Yeah, yeah. Look I learned forward, an interesting fact about you today that I did not know. I did not know that you uh, yeah. you sang, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna go home and and check I'll that shit out. Link. Yeah, yeah. Send it yeah, to me. Yeah, swipe up. So. Oh. Well, Nick, <laughs> Cammy, how about where can people follow you? Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. You can either find me on Nick's page or it's just Cam K A M. Renee R E N E E Fit. That's my you, wife's name. You, yeah. Renee. <laughs> Spelled the same way. 
Do you do uh, like online coaching or? Yeah, I do online all coaching. online fitness coaching okay. and nutrition plans. I think Roger's um, looking for a yeah, meal I'm plan. Like, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> and and you coach. Uh, she coaches like other fitness coaches how to scale their business online. Yeah, oh, so right they on. can like break yeah. away from their nine mm-hmm. to five. You guys are like the dynamic duo now. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's Build great. an empire. That's great. Hell Feed yeah. off each yeah. other, you know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just just uh, don't wrestle me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you last time. Okay. So <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> We're one for one. One for one. You could slowly, rubber match, slowly rubber work match. you guys way into an OnlyFans just by filming that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in mud wrestling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is a great ending. <laughs> Tommy Lee and Pam opened that up for a lot of people. Yeah. If you want the mud wrestling, Wrestling only fans. Swipe <laughs> up or it'll be in the show description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know, I, I hope they get you on, you know, in the future and much respect, your, your yeah, future man. endeavors too. Sorry for sure. how, sorry for hounding you so hard in your DMs, but you, <laughs> you're here, yeah. bro, and I so much appreciate both of you. So hey, thank hey, you look how that DM experience ended yeah. up. You know, yeah, what yeah, yeah, you yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah, hey, <laughs> send hey, some hard yeah. eyes. I'll get on yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Everybody, Nick. man, great episode. Thanks later, for later. tuning in. Champ of the Tramp. Oh. And before you leave, Nick, got to sign the board, brother. Yes. I'm in. Let's do it.